0: Maybe my classmates came here to buy things but they never stayed long which made the mall my secret a place where I could be myself Most Mondays when my classes ended at 2 o'clock I'd take the bus and I'd browse in the stores maybe trying on shoes or a pair of jeans and I'd see a matinee of whatever movie looked interesting then have dinner in the food court or at the sit-down seafood restaurant if I'd managed to pick up some extra hours at my work study job in the admissions office For less than $20, I could make a whole afternoon and early evening pleasantly disappear. I looked up from my plate again. The man was holding his briefcase, standing in profile, looking like he was trying to decide what to do next. It could, I knew, go one of two ways. He'd keep staring, or he'd work up the nerve to cross the tiled floor and say something. When I was 13, my father sat me down and gave me a little speech. There's something you should know, he'd said. We were in the family room half a flight down from the front door, a room with pine-paneled walls and mauve-colored carpet and a glass-topped coffee table on which there were a decade's worth of yearbooks, one for every year my father had been the yearbook advisor at McKinley Junior High. What's that? This was in the fall. I'd been wearing my soccer uniform, shorts and shin guards, and a sweatshirt I'd pulled on for the bike ride home. My dad was in his worn black recliner, a glass of ice cubes and whiskey in his hand, still dressed in the coat and tie he wore to school. My mom was in the kitchen making baked chicken. She'd dip each piece in a mixture of buttermilk and mustard, then roll it in cornflake crumbs. That chicken along with rice aroni and a cut-up head of iceberg lettuce doused in bottled ranch dressing was my favorite meal. And all I wanted was to take a hot shower, pull on my sweatpants and a too-big t-shirt, eat my dinner, and get to my homework. For the first time, math was actually hard for me, and I knew I'd need at least half an hour to get through the problem set we'd been assigned. My dad ducked his head, sipped his drink, and said into the knot of his tie, Men are going to look at you. This wasn't news to me, and hadn't been for a while. It's not your fault, Julia, said my father, pulling off his glasses as he spoke. It's what men do. It's how we're wired, maybe men and women. We're programmed to notice each other. I'd flicked my ponytail over my shoulder, I was already five foot four inches of the eventual five foot nine I'd reach. My hair was thick and butterscotch blonde, and that fall I'd graduated from a training bra to an actual B-cup and started junior high. These events combined made me feel as if my body wasn't really me anymore, but something I lived inside, a borrowed blouse I'd snuck out of my mother's closet something I needed to treat carefully and could, if I was lucky, one day return. Men will look, my dad had said, watching me with a mixture of love and regret. Sometimes he quoted a line of Yeats about how only God, my dear, could love you for yourself and not your golden hair. It made me feel strange, a little proud, a little ashamed, especially because the truth, which maybe he'd guessed, was that men were already doing more than looking. They'd hoot, they'd whistle, they'd make sucking, smooching sounds when I was alone walking home from school and they were in their cars. One of my classmates, Tim Sathers, seemed to have decided that his mission in life was to snap my bra strap as often as he could. And Mr. Traub, the gym teacher, would wrap his arms around me, letting his jogging-suited torso press briefly but firmly against my back as he helped me with my volleyball serve. That summer I'd been wearing my swimsuit, a dark blue one-piece, and running through the sprinkler with the Lurie kids, whom I'd been babysitting at the time, and I'd looked up to find Mr. Santos, who lived next door to the lorries, staring at me over the top of his fence with his mouth hanging open. A few weeks later, my older brother Greg had gotten in a fight at the town park swimming pool. When my mother had fussed over his black eye and swollen cheek, demanding to know who'd started it, Greg had muttered that the boys had been saying stuff about me. My mother hadn't asked him anything else, and I'd been embarrassed, unsure of how to behave. Did I think Greg? Did I ask him what the boys had said if I'd done it?